It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Take you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millet and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Because I'm missing the Saints game right now. <laughs> man, um, cares about the Saints, man. Did you even have a team? I got a team. Who? We go by the Indianapolis Colts. Didn't we keep that right now, but we straight. <laughs> we got some problems right now, but we straight. Look, I ain't worried about the little loss, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't a little loss. That was a championship loss. Y'all team has the most bandwagon fans out of any sport genre in general. Let me explain something to you. All those temporary who that people out there, you know, that that is what it is. You know, they they jump on it when the fire is hot. But nobody has fans like the Saints. You want any proof? Go to the Superdome and try to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Welcome, everybody, to the Middleman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. I am your host, Nick Eaton. I got my man Al with me. What's going on, people? And I got uh, Kev somewhere hanging around eating some potato soup or some ramen noodles or something, something over there. I believe you got a little liquor in there. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, you got Joe's today. I'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm feeling you got Joe's today. Right, I'm the phone don't, general don't, today. Don't, don't try to bring down my shine. You know, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm not feeling good about these sales this week. Well, no, I'm not feeling good about these sales this week. Uh, <laughs> I guess we might as well jump right into it. It's been all over the blogs. It's been all over the Internet. Uh, Lil Wayne and his new album, The Carter Four, uh, debuted at number one last week with sales of 965000 uh, That's just short of... The Carter 3 Which broke uh, A million in sales First week 
So, uh, you know. Hey, hey, it is what it is. Congratulations to uh, Lil Wayne for another number one. Uh, congratulations for, to uh, Universal for having uh, enough money to go out and purchase some albums. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yes, you did. On, on the air. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So sue me. You know, they got a long history of that. Anyway. <laughs> Lil Wayne came in at number one. Um, Adele, our favorite UK soul singer, she's in at number three once again with 155,000 sales. This brings her up three million. She's been selling consistently. As a matter of fact, she's up 88 percent from the from last week. Like she's really out there selling. Yeah, she burned out. I know that everybody's not basing it on that MTV performance. In the VMAs, but anyway, Jay Z and Kanye West they come in at number four with uh, Watch the Throne, eighty thousand. Uh, they toppled over. They, they hit platinum, if I'm not mistaken. By now, they hit platinum. Um, and Beyonce is rounding out our top ten in terms of urban releases uh, at number seven with her new album Four at forty thousand. Once again, congratulations to Jay Z and Beyonce on. You know, becoming pregnant, and just like I said on Twitter and Facebook, you know, they're pregnant. That's I'm I'm happy, but I know a whole bunch of pregnant Beyonces in the hood. I'm just saying. There you go. Just I'm just I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Go. I'm just saying. Anyway, in in entertainment news this week, uh, The Dream released a free album online called 1977, uh, and basically this is a prelude to his new album. Of which the title escapes me, but um, there's a little bit of controversy because he has a song on the uh, on this free album that's detailing his marriage to Christina Milian. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to go into all of the details. Uh, you'll see the post on it tomorrow on rnblover.com. But I will say, uh, ladies, if you marry a songwriter, a singer, a rapper, anything like that, you might want to take a second. Look before you decide to do that because your business might be put on blast if y'all ever break blast. up completely. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or you might end up on a sex tape. Which brings us to Rihanna. <clears throat> there you go. Now, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, there were some rumors that surfaced that Rihanna and rap artist J. Cole had a sex tape. Hustler Magazine claims to have the sex tape in their possession. However, both J. Cole and Rihanna have uh, denied the allegations. Now, there have been a couple of rumors surrounding that since then. Uh, one is that Rihanna is changing management. Uh, she's previously, and, you know, unless the rumor is true, currently managed by Jay-Z's company, Rock Nation. Um, and also there's a rumor that Jay-Z has dropped J. Cole from the label. Now, we've known, we've heard for years of rumors that Jay-Z and Rihanna were having, you know, an illicit affair mm-hmm. of some sort. We'll we'll leave that alone. But you know, it's just I don't know. The timing sounds kind of kind of crazy on that. I mean, they definitely have access to each other. They're managed by the same company, and you know, I don't know. What do you think about that? It's gonna come out Al? eventually. It's gonna come out eventually, yeah. like everything else does. I mean, we're just waiting on it. But um, <clears throat> I mean, hey man, whatever sparks controversy. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. 
exactly what's going on. You know, happen, my thing about it is this. A lot of, if, if you look back at, like, oh, the Motown days, and I know I reference these days a lot, but honestly, that was one of the, the, the higher glory days of urban music. You know, you found out there were some scandals and things, but you didn't find them out for, like, 30, 40 years later. It's like now, it's just, this is our way to sell records. We're going to put everybody's business out on blast. That's really how we sell records nowadays? I mean, that's, what happened, that's what's happening in the streets? I mean, yeah. Look at the trend of the last half decade, man. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. but, you yeah. know, there's, there's no longevity anymore, so you really can't, like, I don't see how that's a trend. That's like watching somebody doing crack and say, I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. I'll be homeless and stinky. I need that. You know, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe it's just not for me to get. Well, now, so let's bring us to today. If everybody's been on Twitter, you've been on Facebook, uh, you've been yep. on Blog Talk, you know that we have a very special guest tonight. You know, a yes, very, sir. very special guest. Uh, the legendary Mr. Carl Thomas will be joining us, the middleman, and talk of the town with Nick Eaton. And uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later. Uh, in the meantime, we do have another young man that we've had on the show before. And uh, he's going to come and he's going to give us an insight. For all of you aspiring artists out there, one thing we preach here at the, uh, in the entire middleman brand is ownership, independence, you know, yep. everybody always saying the end-all, be-all is a record deal and this and that. And um, we've got somebody that's going to break it down for you, for real. We've got a, a young mm-hmm. man by the name of Michael Ayers. He's going to come in. He's going to talk about some of the new projects that he's working on. He's a recent signee to Atlantic Records. And uh, he's going to talk about that situation as well as an, a, another situation coming up uh, that I'll let him speak on. I won't speak on it for him, but I'll let him speak on that. We got an exciting show. Yeah, we really do have an Most exciting definitely. show Most this definitely. evening. Al, what's been going on with you this week, man? Well, one man working hard, man. We're trying to get this. Um, one thing that Kevin and I have been working on is, you know, trying to get this Mississippi network going you know, with all the artists. DJs, promoters, all across Mississippi. So, if you're on the call and you're listening, you know, make sure you pay attention to Facebook. We will be uh, working out. Um, we're working with our man Big B and Joe Zavivi. You know, trying to um, form this um, this network. And uh, that's what me and Kevin and I have been working on this week so far. So, trying to make some big things happen for the state of Mississippi, man. Trying to bring it together, um, get this music grind up, man, so we can become recognized, man. Finally, we need it. You know what? Honestly, in terms of being recognized, I, well, I'll say this much: we recognize it. We see it every day. You know, mm-hmm. we recognize yeah. it, and honestly, the music industry recognizes it. They just don't give it a lot of shine. Shout out to Big Crit for breaking through. You know, actually, shout yeah. out to every artist that's out there that has broken through and they're out there doing their thing. Everybody's with David Banner, Johnny Cross. Everybody that's been doing their thing. The recognition is there. They just don't. It seems like they don't want to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It seems like if there are a lot of states, there are a few states I'll say that really just don't give it. Mississippi's one, Alabama's another. You know, but with as many legendary people as they have, Tennessee doesn't get a lot of the the shine that it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So these are some significant contributions to the music business, not just in hip hop. We're talking about spanning years and years and years abroad. 
You know, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting in the next couple of months going into the next year because I've noticed that there's a lot of uh, a lot of talent that is really going hard right now from the state of oh, Mississippi, yeah. uh, oh, a lot yeah. from the state of Alabama, and so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm really oh, yeah. But I tell you what, we're going to get right into this. We're going to get right into this. We're going to play a record, and this is a very, very. I want you to really pay attention to this. This record that we're about to play. This is by uh, one of the gentlemen that we're going to be speaking to tonight. It's a little different from what we played here, but I want you to take a listen to the songwriting concept of it. The first record we're going to play is Michael Ayers, and it's called. Don't throw you off. It's called My Nigga. This is the Middle Memphis and Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton.
the boy was singing on that. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> I, I'm talking about sang. You see, you just don't. It, it, it's not auto tuned. It's not you know. It, 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 it's it's, it's it some real singing. That's right. We got him on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, one of the uh, most recent signees to Atlantic Records, and one, probably one of the best vocalists I've best vocalists I've heard in the last five years. Um, wow. I had the opportunity to perform with this gentleman and uh, compete with him, and uh, yeah, he won that time. Like I said, I'm gonna get my rematch one of these days. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Ayers. What's happening, man? Wow! In the Latin vernacular, well, Michael. Louisiana. What? Man, how you living? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Welcome, welcome back. Talk with town. It's a hell of a way that the welcome my brother back playing some controversial shit like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I want you to go, and I wanted to play that record, and that's why I talked to you earlier about it. I wanted to play that record. I want you to explain that record, because a lot of people, they see the title, and they get a little thrown right. off by it. So explain that record, right? right? Okay, okay. Well, first of all, um, it's, I got to give shouts to, to my boy Teddy P, who um, who produced the record. He's a Hamilton Parks um, producer. Um, and I wrote it. The, the song, it basically, when we were in the studio and we were writing it, you know, because I went in and he did the track and I was like, you know, you know, listening to stuff. And he's like, y'all want to play something for you. And I, you know, heard it. And then I mean, as I started writing it, then I got to the chorus and it just was flowing. Stopped, and I had that look on my face and he said, what? I said, man, I, I want if I say it like I feel it, like I know I should say it, then it might, it might offend some people. He's like, I don't care, do it. Well, we did it. And, you know, of course, it became what it is. I, You know, the word, first of all, the N-word, as they like to say, I like to just say the word nigger. Um, it's been used in such derogatory terms, you know, in so many different ways. And for me, I'm like, you know, perception everything. And I get tired of, that's how we talk. Let's just be real. Let's be honest. That's how we talk to each other. It's a part of vernacular. And people that are uptight want to act like, oh, but we don't talk like that or we don't refer to Man, my wife, I call that's that's my nigga, man. That's that's when I when I give you that, that's as deep of love as I can give. You know. Oh yeah. And for me, it's like, why can't it be beautiful? Why can't it be something beautiful if you say it because that's how we talk? As as many rappers have used it and and have talked about killing and destroying and and so many different things. And then there are those who use it and refer to you as love. But there's so many people that can use it in a bad way. How come a love song for niggas is not? And there it is. And there it is. I mean, <laughs> what can you really say to that? He's got a point. We'll, yeah, listen, to, uh, we'll listen to Snoop say it 50,000 times. We'll listen to Young Jeezy say it in ad-libs 87 times. Why can't we use it in a love song? Look, man, I want to get I want to get right into this. The last time we had you on Talk to Town with Nick Eaton was actually on our first show. And that was kind of, what happened? Oh, yeah. Hello. The last time we had you yeah. on our first show, we were talking about your um, working with Atlantic Records, and here we are. I'd say about eight months later. What's mm-hmm. happened? Huh? <laughs> it's been more of a question of what's not happened. Um, I've been I've been working. I've been busting. I've been busting my ass in the studio um, ever since that time. Um, been recording, recording, writing, recording, writing, recording. It's my everyday. It's all I do. And, um, 
you know, I was presented to the label. I was I signed with them on May the t- uh, the tenth of this year, and they were supposed to release the single, you know, Mine Tonight with Robin Thicke, um, and there was a whole lot of different politics that came into the foray, you know. And all I'll say is that I basically, because I don't like to talk about folks, but I've been blocked, you know, at every turn by the same ways that I came to the table is now the same ways that, you know, are trying to block me from the table. And, you know, this other group has really been, you know, that we discovered that the contest we competed in, they basically have become the new face of the whole situation. And I've just been, they've been like, well, we're going to put your single on iTunes, but you got to do everything else yourself. We're not putting no budget behind it. We're not promoting it. We're not, we're not doing anything. You on your own like Patty LaBelle. And, uh, with that situation, I've just been doing my best to get as many shows as I can possibly get, you know, and there's actually been a writing situation that just came about a week ago through, uh, through Music World and through Columbia. I'm not going to say too much about it, but all I'll say is that it's a, it's a pop situation and a lot of writing that's been coming out of me and some placements, and it's, I'm, I'm really hoping that things will happen with that, but Atlantic, man, I can't get through the front door without somebody coming up with me. They, they want, I'm signed to him. They won't even let me in the front door. I want all wow. of the unsigned artists out there to, to pay attention to what he just said. Because you have to think for a lot of unsigned and independent artists, the end-all, be-all for everything is the coveted record deal. You know, and the one thing I can say, and we've had this, these talks, you know, for months and months That's just cool. about the entire situation. The one thing I can say is it's really easy for certain people to get, you know, disenfranchised and, and, and not really, you know, into what they're doing and they just, you know, they'll give up. One thing I can say about you is you're just like, okay, this is the situation, it is what it is, let me go out here and find another situation, i.e., yep. you know, what you're doing with Music World, um, I, I know there have been talks with Steve Rifkin, um, you know, a, a multitude of different artists, you know, a lot of artists have been showing love on Twitter, like Avery Sunshine, Jill Scott, you know. What keeps you going? Honestly, what keeps, what keeps you going? What, keep, what keeps me going is, is that I know I have a, you know, I know that God gave me, you know, a talent, you know, you know, to sing and to, this is what I do, you know, singing, writing, producing, directing, acting, you know, I feel like my point of view as a writer is necessary. I feel like my point of view and my voice as a singer is necessary. And I feel like, to me personally, um, I feel like the struggle is exactly where I need to be. You know, everyone who I admire in the industry, from Kanye West to Jesse to you name it, you know, they were like, their stories were, yo, um, they didn't want me to do such and such. This didn't happen. I mean, we know Kanye West. He was signed to The Rock producing for other cats. And Jay-Z and Dame, he, they didn't want to hear him. He was like, man, ain't nobody trying to hear you with no Gucci, no Louie, and no none of this. Man, whatever. You know, keep on producing these other cats, and it's whatever. He took his own money and he said, fuck that. And he shot his own video through the Y and it ended up on MTV2 as one of the highest rated videos ever in the rest of history. I mean, that for me is a sign. When I'm here struggling and I can't hardly keep the lights on and I can't book gigs to save my life and I'm getting politicked out and all this other craziness, I feel like that's exactly what I'm supposed to be because while I'm going through that, I'm writing some of the best music and I'm singing some of the best songs that I've ever done in my life. But that's what I feel is coming from. Alright. Now for someone else that's trying to get to that point. Because you know a lot of people they 
you know, people say that in the studio all the time. You want a few people I know that actually, when they say, you know, I'm in the studio, I'm actually, you're actually in the studio. Is that my house? People are trying to get to that point. What type of advice can you give to those up-and-comers? Invest in yourself, man. I mean, the game is at a point right now where writers and producers, they run things. You know, the independent artists is like the piranha. They're the big labels of the sharks, but the independent artists are the piranhas. And the thing is, is create as much content as you possibly can. I mean, myself, Logic, Pro Tools, HD, I learned all the plugins and how to mix. I mean, I taught myself how to edit in Final Cut Pro. I've constantly worked in my craft. This is not a hustle. This is a craft. This ain't just a way to make a quick buck. People that think that way, that's what's killed the industry, and that's what's continually killing it because we're giving out so much free content for exposure only in our genres of music with hip-hop and R&B. But meanwhile, this Hello? Do we lose him? Do we lose Mike? Okay, we're going to uh, we're gonna get Mike back in. Um, we're about we're just a few minutes away from uh, getting Carl in on the line. So uh, we're going to work on getting Michael back in to the line. In the meantime, I, I want everybody to pay attention to what he said. Guys, learn your crowd. This is stuff that we talk about all the time on the Middleman Show. Al, am I right? Right. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I you mean, know, uh, a lot of people take that for granted, man. They they just really take music for granted. I think it's just an easy way to get money. <laughs> nah, man. This 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 is not a hustle. This is a crowd. This is That's right. about, you know, people who, who think of this as a hustle. Here's, here's the thing. A lot of cats that were in the streets, and it came to the rap game. A lot of these guys who I know of that I'm dealing with and have dealt with, these are former street cats. You know, they were into, you know, the street life. We all know what that entails. And, you know, they got some partners that rap. I rap. I mean, hell, Jay-Z's one of the main people that do those means, but he's one of the better ones. But they got a lot of cats that ain't about it, and they came in off the streets because they had the money. They had the connects, and they used that, okay, well, that's a way for me to clean my money. That's a way for me to... You know, launder it and do whatever. I mean, a lot of cats don't realize that, but that's what it is. And when they got in, because of what they were doing and the noise they were making, now you go from being a street hustler to an A&R at a label. I mean, but that's it. And that same mentality, they don't care about no music. They don't care about the greater, wider music scope. They care about only what their taste and sensibilities are. And they only care about running the music industry strictly as a hustle. I mean, understand this. The industry is a business, yeah. Let's go back to the days of your Ahmed Erguns and your Jerry Wexless. Let's go back to the days of your Quincy Jones over at MCA. Let's go back to the days of, you know, those folks along those lines. They still When music men ran the music business. Thank you. They were creators and they were music men that ran. They knew it was a business, but the content didn't run, didn't run far away from the business. Now it's just strictly about business and it's content be damned, you know. And that's the reason why I was saying, we, why are we the only genre of music or genres, plural, with hip-hop and R&B, where we have to give away our music? I was having a discussion with Matthew Knowles when we were in his class that he teaches at TSU with business um, music when I visited Houston a week ago. He, his students, I mean, he teaches a class of music business. They don't know how lucky they are. But he's like, this guy was like, yo, okay, well, he was breaking down, like, all of the ways that I lose money, whatever, you know. You know, I'm giving out, I have to give out free music or pirating and all that stuff. And then somebody was like, well, yeah, that's that's the way it works nowadays, man. I mean, that's exposure, man. I mean, I mean, why is that? 
It's like that's exposure for us, but you'll never see that in any other forms. No country, no rock, nothing. It's only no pop. Katy Perry will never release a written a mixtape. Taylor Swift will never release a mixtape. You know, but we have to give out mixtapes. So by the time we come out with albums, yeah. who the hell wants to buy an album? I've got your whole, i got a catalog's worth of material, like four or five albums worth for free. And most times it's better than what you did on your album. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that, that's the biggest thing that I want everybody to realize. I talk about this all the time, you know. It's seemingly in urban music, that's the only time when music is leaked. You can't get you can't get a, a Taylor Swift album ahead of time. You can't get a Susan Boyle album ahead of time. And you have to realize that there is a there's a conspiracy against urban music. And people yeah. say that I you know, that I'm a conspiracy theorist. Say what you want. But the same pressing plants that are pressing up Taylor Swift, Susan Boyle, Blake Shelton and all those those are the same ones that are pressing up Kanye West and Jay Z. Yep. Lil Wayne. Sure These is. are the same pressing plants. So how is it Same that our music is the only music that gets released? This is why uh-huh. we preach ownership, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is why ownership. we preach ownership. Ownership, ownership man. Study your craft. Know what you're getting into before you get into it. Study your craft, learn the business, and come prepared. Because here's the thing. It's like what Lupe Fiasco said, and I, and I quote him, and he had a, an interview in Vibe magazine. You know, he ran into a lot of craziness with the same label, with Atlantic. You know, because of the fact that they didn't want to put out his his album because they said, oh, well, you aren't making the content we want you to. Like, like nothing on you by B.O.B. was gift wrapped for Lupe. That was for him. But Lupe, you know, he really wasn't too enthusiastic about it, and they passed it to B.O.B. And from there, they shut down and they froze his, his account. Um, they weren't behind the budget of it and no nothing else for lasers. And he said that, you know, because his management and his partner who came with him is locked up on some other charges, and he's like, if I didn't know about the industry and if I wasn't trying to look out for me on the business end, he's, I'd be way further ahead on the artist front because I would, they wouldn't meet any resistance. It was just, I'd be getting fucked over financially, but I'd be way further ahead as an artist. He's like, because I know about this game, it's, it's kind of been what's, what's caused problems for me, but he's like, I take none of that back. It's protected me. So if you really want to learn this business, learn it and know it and learning because it constantly changes, but be prepared when you sit at that table, and I'm a living witness to this from my situation. We sent my contract back four times, and it took a year for it to be signed for me to decide to go and deal with them because of the fact that it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. They're going to they're gonna shoot you the bullshit contract at first, and, and you, mm-hmm. you can negotiate it. It's up to you to negotiate it out. If you know what's going on and you're able to you know, be aware of all the things that are happening. You'll be able to negotiate the bullshit out. But if you're not, you'll sign it, and you'll be getting fucked in so many ways, mm-hmm. man. Learn the game. Mike, we definitely appreciate you coming in, taking some time with us on Talk of the Town with Nick Eden. Um, we're going to get into your single. Uh, this is, we played it once before, and actually this is the first time we've ever played a song twice. We don't play songs twice. <laughs> but we're going to play this wow. one again uh, We definitely support you here When the single drops We're going to make sure that everyone Everyone who listens to the Middleman Talk Show Everyone who supports Nick Eaton Everyone who supports R&B Lover.com And anything else that the middlemen are involved in 
we're going to make sure that they support this song and you as an artist. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Hey, well, oh, they can get me on Twitter at MichaelAirs13. That's, you know, the ad symbol, of course. And MichaelAirs, A-Y-E-R-S, and the number 13. Also on uh, Facebook, um, the one and only MichaelAirs. Find me. And, uh, you know, those are the two best ways in order to reach me, man. I'm also on SoundCloud. You know, I got a couple of cuts up there for you to be able to listen to under the name Michael Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, just like Roy. <laughs> you know, I always got to throw that up in there, let people know, hey, relations, you know, same thing. Right. Well, thank you once again for uh, taking a couple of time, you know, taking a couple of minutes out. Keep me updated on the game, man. I'm, I'm Just keep me updated on hey. what's going on. You know, we got we to gotta put a hurting on the Packers. And actually, I want you to go ahead and intro your single, man. Wow. Okay, man. People who are listening <laughs> on the Middlemen on blogtalkradio.com, this is your boy, your ace, your partner, Mr. Mike Ayers, featuring Robin Thicke, uh, the bionic white boy, as I like to call him, <laughs> on background vocals. The name of this cut is called Mine Tonight, Real Sexy, the Cheetah's Anthem 2011, possibly 12. Y'all will love it. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Peace.
the Cheaters Anthem of 2011. Everybody got an anthem now. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is the Middleman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. I am your host, Nick Eaton. We just got through interviewing the one and only Michael Ayers, a recent signee of Atlantic Records. And I definitely want to thank him for coming in and being really candid about his situation uh, with his record label. I know a lot of times artists don't like to go into detail about what's going on behind the scenes. Everybody likes to give that perception that everything is all good and, oh, everything is great and hunky-dory. But then when things finally come out, it's like, oh, well, this really happened, this really happened. I want to thank you for being so candid, you know. Real talented brother, and, you know, I wish him definitely the best in all of his endeavors in his career. Man. Yeah, Nick, you know what? Nick, you know yep. what? Um, I, I probably should have said this on the mic because I need to apologize. Last time I called that song, I called the video Vulture Music. And the song Vulture Music. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these guys swooping in on everybody else's girlfriend. That's that Vulture Music. Well, damn, I how are you going to apologize it. for it? And you still. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good record, man. I, I can't, I cannot complain. It, it's a great record. I love the lyrics to it. I mean, it's well written. So, and I also like that other record that he got, man. It's pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, give a shout yeah. out to our man uh, Lou. I want to give a shout out to our man Lou Ryder, man. You know, he's listening in um, on the line right now. Hopefully, we can get him in uh, once we get called to come on through and uh, get everything going. Man, that sounds great. Everybody tuning in, what you're about to realize is we have a uh, an R&B legend that's coming to talk to us. Coming to talk to us, and he's going he's gonna to drop some knowledge on us. We're going to talk about the past, present, and the future. I want to talk for a second about the the the, the male R&B game right now. <sighs> I said this before. The females are holding it down right now. And maybe somebody brought it up to me a couple of days ago. They said, they said we were spoiled, Kev. Al? Why is that? They said we were spoiled. What's up? Because of what we came up on. Because we came up on the boys and men. Because we came yeah. up on the Carl Thomas, the Dave Hollisters, the Brian McKnights. We were spoiled. I can't say that because, uh, yeah, we are. We're definitely that, I must admit. Now, my thing is, are we spoiled, or is the new generation of music listeners, are they being wronged? That's a real question to me. Because I'm I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the state of the music business right now. And Mm -hmm. honestly, we're going to do a show next week called 2013. The end of the the major label And we're going to go into detail about this I'm going to go into real detail about this But What gets me about this whole thing is Not only was the music business booming in terms of sale It was booming in terms of talent And nowadays it seems As the sales have diminished The talent has diminished Yep are they really that same? I mean, funny thing that you say that, man, they're riding high. 
Usher was a new cat when when when, when we were young. He was he was a new kid. Mm-hmm. He was a new kid on the come up. Tyrese was a new kid on the come up. You know, these are people that are now you know they're at the forefront of entertainment. You know, Usher still touring heavily and and putting out you know multi platinum albums. Tyrese is on a movie every two seconds. You know. It seems like they're still kind of riding off of the talents of, of those artists, but what does that do for the new artists? Were we spoiled, or are they just are they just underprivileged right now? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait on that for me real quick, guys. And if you want to get in on this on this portion before um, before we get called in, go ahead and give us a call seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two and let us know. Is a new generation What's going to happen in 20 years Think about it They're going to say Man There's no more music Like Soulja Boy anymore <laughs> Think about it that. We don't need it man I, You know what man I really do appreciate everybody um, That's being patient right now As we get um, Trying to get called on the line right now uh, He should be calling in shortly um, But I agree, Nick. You know, a lot of people that understood what good music is, they know what they're listening to now. Um, We do give these guys a lot of chances as far as to produce and and put out good records, man. But, you know, I guess they think they're giving us what we want, and they have the machine telling them what to give. Well, look at it like this. Hip-hop. Let's look at hip-hop for a second. Hip-hop was in a much better state when Manny Fresh and Baby were rapping together. Overall, think about that. Wow. The overall state of hip-hop was better when they were together rapping. What's the what's the correlation with, I mean, with Manny Fresh and Baby, though? <laughs> I this mean, is the reason hey, I say that. Because ahead. they were considered, like, the worst rap group of the time. And if you put them together... With what we have now, they will be at the top of the totem pole. Based wow. on the, based on the overall talent of what we have now. Remember like when people thought Nelly was the worst rapper in hip hop. I like how you just put that. And now everybody like, damn, Nelly wasn't that bad. It's crazy compared to what we have now. I just I don't I don't know, and it made me think about something that that um, that that Michael was saying when he got in, when we got on the line, and he was talking about knowing your craft and learning your craft. These cats don't study; they don't study at all, mm-hmm. and it just makes me think. It makes me wonder: at what point are we going to completely lose the game because there's a lack of work ethic? We talked about that old grind versus new grind. There's a lack of work ethic right now. There's a lack of everything. Overall, there's a lack of everything. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to let you guys sit on that for a second. We're going to play Classic Record by our next guest. Just to get everybody in the mood for what we got in store for you. We definitely appreciate everybody who's been patient with us. And we got them coming in in just a moment. Let's go ahead and get into this record. This is Carl Thomas with... I wish the middle members in talk of the town with Nick Eaton on Block Talk Radio.
and gentlemen, if you are just tuning in to the Middle Members and Talk of the Town with Nick Eden, you are in the presence now of an R&B legend. This man hit us with hits like I Wish, Emotional, Summer Rain, Two Pieces, brand new single, Round Two. Ladies and gentlemen, let's please all welcome Mr. Carl Thomas. What's going on, brother? We lost him. I think it's called. Yeah, sorry about that, man. We uh, just lost him, huh? Come on, he should be calling right back in. Uh, Kev, I, I'm, I'm putting you on a uh, pay restriction. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. <laughs> I gave one of Steve Harvey intros. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And one of Steve Harvey intros, and then I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt the big mustache coming up. I had my hairline that straight. <laughs> hey man, listen yeah, man. I, I I I appreciate the intro, but why y'all gotta use words like legend? <laughs> I mean, come oh, on, man. Like, you, the legend doesn't mean old legend just means you. I mean, man, because I'm gonna tell you right now, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of pressure, man. That's like doing your best. That's like doing your best. Your dad McDonald's, man. <laughs> How you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Uh, I could, I couldn't be happier to be back in the fold, man. Man, I'm glad you're back in the fold. I'm glad it, it, you're needed right now. You are but that's a good thing. Right that's now. a good thing to know. You know what I mean? That's a good thing to know because uh, uh, that's definitely not the reason why I'm coming back. Uh, I'm not coming back because I feel like people need me. Uh, I'm coming back because I feel like music is something people want. Because, um, I mean, let's be real, you know, uh, if, if, if we, you know, fell under martial law tomorrow, ain't nobody going to sell no record. You know, so it's like, yeah. just thank God for the privilege to be able to do this. And, um, you know, I don't really take it as serious uh, as I don't, as other artists, you know, I look at this and my music as a way, you know, as my individual way of leaving my handprint, you know, on the world to say I was here, uh, you know, a legacy for my family. You know, beyond that, you know, it's talent, uh, unlike being able, you know, to do other things that are, that are acquired well, you know. I have a question for you, Carl. I mean, this is probably something that a lot of people wanted to know. Um, how was it working um, with Puffy at Bad Boy? How was that? How was that experience? Well, um, you know, he, he's definitely, uh, you know, Bad Boy is like my fourth record deal, you know. I've had record deals and situations before that. That's just the situation that spawned fruit for me. But uh, right. what I was going to say was, you know, uh, the, the 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 only thing that I can think of, you know, in the, in the modern times that are reminiscent, uh, that can be reminiscent of Motown would be Bad Boy. Uh, it was it, it Bad Boy is the last of the fully functional uh, black record companies because you know that was that was just like the greatest. It was Bad Boy is the greatest college of the music business I ever went to. Mm. You know, and something that allows you to graduate. Man, that's deep. Hold on, I gotta write that down. Uh, 
You got a new sound bite from Paul Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hear that again. I'm just letting you know. It's just a show. Well, I want to go back. I want to go back to before that. Um, we we know the multi-platinum Carl Thomas. You know, we know. Uh, but you but know, you got to get to know the you got to get to know the open mic Carl Thomas. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go back to you got to get to know the Chaz and Wilsons Carl Thomas, the the the, the Nels Carl Thomas, the, the yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The Cafe Y Carl Thomas. <laughs> exactly. Take us back there. Take us back there. Take us back to the beginning. Well, I mean, that that time, I got to honestly say that time, you know, when you're living in great times, you don't all the, all the time notice it. And uh, that was really a great time in my life because I got a chance uh, to get a chance. I got a chance to, to identify my musical peers at the time. You know, my graduating class consisted of everybody well, not everybody, but my graduating class consists of a lot of artists that we know and love today. You know what I mean? That we, that you know, we we we, we sort of found ourselves in the same uh, predicament at the same time. And I don't really, I don't really know how things like that happen, but uh, how you recognize your graduating class is is uh, you know all of you guys that were in the open mic circuit get signed somewhere within all within the span of two years. <laughs> You know, so that was just really cool. You know, that it, um, it 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 taught me that it taught me that I was an artist without a record deal. If you understand what I'm saying, you know what I mean. Okay. That a record deal doesn't define, you know, who I am as an artist. Man, we get quotable tonight. Y'all writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting some quotes all night. Man, okay, let's talk about that graduating class. Uh, I, I talked to man, uh, uh, that graduating ago. class that consisted of individuals like Anthony Hamilton, uh, like Blue Cantrell. Uh, it consisted yeah. of yeah. myself. It consisted of artists like Next. Um, a lot of different, a lot of different R and B from a lot of different kind of angles. You know what I mean? It, it was just really cool. That class consisted of David Hollister as a solo artist. And, you know, me and Dave grew up with kids together in Chicago. You know, it's just, it, it just a really, really, really cool time that defined a lot. Are y'all listening to this right now? <laughs> no, seriously, I, I want you to break it down. Okay, Carl, I, I'm, you, you, you don't know this, but, you know, I, I know and I talk to Dave frequently and Absolutely. just the the fact that you got you guys grew up together yeah. it's a movie y'all i don't think y'all understand if, if you're just tuning in we are talking to carl thomas think about yeah. the impact i forgot think the about name the impact of it. that you guys you know, had I, gotta, on the I gotta honestly say I, I forgot the name of it but dave was one of but dave was was one of four members of one of the hottest gospel groups that Chicago has ever seen. And, and we used to just watch everybody wait for them and book them and, and talk about them. And it was just crazy. Dave, before Dave was a celebrity, uh, you know, before Dave was a celebrity to the world, Dave was a celebrity to the church. And, you know what I'm saying? So that was just really, really cool, man, you know, to see everything come full circle into fruition like that. 
Let let's go back to uh, April eighteenth, two thousand. Oh, the release, the release day, of okay. emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool day, cool day. Okay. Now, we talked a little bit about the whole bad boy situation. The one thing I could say, and it's funny that you mentioned Anthony Hamilton in that graduating class. One thing that was different about your album than any other album that had come out from the bad boy camp was that it was, it didn't have that typical bad boy stamp. Nothing against, you know, Puffy, nothing against anything that was going on, because you got to admit, when it was, at the time, it was hot. It was hot, like... Right, that whole bad. Well, boy you know the strange hot. thing. That, it's funny that you mentioned that because because the reason why I went so hard with "I Wish" being the first single was because I wish what I what a lot of people don't know is that I wish represented the best of my personality mixed with the bad boy sound. And if you know anything about the Bad Boy sound, all it is is just a neo uptown records sound. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So to really know what the Bad Boy sound is, you really have to be versed in what Andre Harrell was was achieving at Uptown and, and, and as far as that is concerned, you know. That's crazy. Now Going back to that album, like I said, it wasn't a lot of, uh, of typical what you would hear from an album that came from Bad Boy um, in terms of, you know, a lot of Diddy's voice on everything, you know, uh, a right. lot of the, 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 the crazy different remixes. And the reason I brought up Anthony Hamilton is because similar when his album came out, when his first album coming from where I'm from came out, it didn't have that signature so-so death sound. What was it about right. that, no, that, that graduating no, class that, that you said? I, I think the crazy, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that there's a lot of artists. Bad Boy, you know, while Bad Boy was the great college that it was, you know, you, you kind of had to have, in order for you to come out as a Bad Boy artist, you had to already know what your direction was or Puff had to know which direction to take you. And if you didn't know... A lot of times, it's not to say that Puff knew, uh, had a vision for every artist. A lot of times, if he didn't have a vision for the artist, it was, it was up for the artist to help him have one. And me, I was just so self-sufficient that I recorded so many records. I think I, I maybe, maybe recorded about 70 records for that emotional project. And... You gotta, you know, it's kind of like process of elimination out of seventy records. You, you know, the chances of you having fourteen things that are magic are very high. Mm-hmm. But a lot of artists uh, are so set on a non-organic process that they will try to fit magic into a set number. Right And Puff just kind of gave me the freedom to go out there and just record and see what it was and see what it wasn't. You know, um, I was so extremely self-sufficient that whenever I recorded a record, it was just, hey, check this out. You dig it or you don't. I never had to go through the grueling process of being set up with producers and nah, nah, if it was a cat I wanted to, to get at, I just went to him directly. Hey, man, what's popping? Let's get down. I like what you're doing. Right. This is what I'm trying to achieve. 
and we went, went, went in there and we recorded the records. You know, a lot of that album, a lot of that album being done like that was was due to uh, a lot of the hitmen just allowing me to just record and record and record and record and record and record and record, record, record. because you know I'll get the craziest ideas. You know, a lot of people were really surprised uh, at the personality of Emotional. I think one of the things that made Emotional different than other R&B albums is that it was somewhat like a like a rap album as far as me being able to put my personality into it, as far as uh, the poetry and as far as the comedy skits and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, the Cadillac rap was just some cat I had seen a thousand times growing up. You know what I mean? And I just put those thousand cats into one interlude. You know what I mean? And people just related re- related to that, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely had an album. And now after you know, that album... That, that, that's really something... That's really something. Like when you hear interludes, like you hear interludes on the, on the album, more than anything... The interludes are not to be sold. They're just simply meant to be displayed. This is who you're dealing with. This is who you're dealing with. This is who you won't hear on the radio. This is the funny guy, the serious guy, the sexy guy, or angry guy, whatever it is, whatever I'm feeling. You know what I mean? This is the guy you won't hear on the radio. That's why interludes are so important because they 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 they, they add personality. They add a fingerprint. To the product What Now let me ask you about your second album Let's talk about it 2004 Uh There was something that went on During the time after the album came out Yeah Well let's talk talk about it Because a lot of people wonder what happened Well let's talk about an interesting project Because You know um, It was just a testament You know I learned a lot of things Um the, uh, very, very, very soon after the release of that album, you know, my 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 oldest, my only and oldest brother was shot and murdered, you know, um, and uh, you know, someone that used to travel with me a lot, and it was very close to me. I mean, come on, this was this is my bunk my bunk bed partner when we were growing up. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, it just kind of made me reprioritize. You know my artistry and my life. You know, uh, I I always prided myself on being a person that was able to keep things together, was able to take a lot, and even even you know sometimes my friends would look at me like, "Yo, man, you alright?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm cool," because I could just you know just uh, have just had a terrible terrible blow, you know, from something that just happened to me or whatever, and you know God just kind of made me with a lot of oil on my back and I just let water roll off, man. You know, but that was just one incident to where, you know, it 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 it, I, it was meant for me to learn a lot of things from my brother's death. I learned a lot of things for myself. I learned how to properly uh put grief itself in perspective. Uh I learned how to, you know, these are things that I didn't know how to do before that I had to learn how to do in order to live, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Well, I got you. I got you. I, I can, I can definitely understand that. 
And that, yeah. that kind of brings me to uh, my, my next question. Uh, you learned a lot in that time period. And the next time we saw you, I can remember I was working uh, for Clear Channel at the time. Uh-huh. And um, I got some. I got a promotional copy of So Much Better. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man. Well, I, I, I remember seeing an interview where you saying that you were no longer with Bad Boy and that you and Mike City had linked up with Gerald Buzz. Yeah, and it would be wrong for me not to. It would be totally wrong for me not to mention uh, Jimmy Jam and Gary Lewis. Oh yeah, because Jam and Lewis, you know, played such an instrumental role in me being able to to do that project. You know, they they are two brothers that definitely understood, you know, where I was in my artistry, uh, and uh, you know that project. Just kind of organic took on a shape, you know. These songs that these are songs that we recorded, and, and and me trying to heal. And when we got to a certain point in recording the songs, it was like, listen, man, we got to put this out, <laughs> yeah. right. you know. And I really wasn't concerned in the form of which I put it out, you know, because one thing about that project is. I didn't put any promotional money behind it at all, and the fans still got it. You know, the oh, hardcore B yeah. fans, the hardcore Carl Thomas fans, they still got it. You know, yeah. so I so and you know that project itself, you know, it taught me, it taught me the power of me. You know, Gerald Busby, God rest his soul. You know, he taught me. He taught me how to apply everything that I had learned as a student. In my years, going from label to label to label to label. He taught me, Drill taught me how to apply that and how to make it work for myself. He taught me how to invest in myself and how to see. He taught me how to see profit directly from the fans to the artist. Gotcha. Which, if you, I know a lot of people give other artists the, um, the credit for this, but you actually one of the first R&B artists coming off of a major and, and taking that independent route like that. And that kind of sets a trend for what a lot of artists are doing now. Joe being probably one of the uh, the, the most recognized of today, you know, right. the R&B artists of the 90s and early to mid-2000s that just took it independent well, and kind of ran with it. I went back I went back to a major system not because I not because I felt like I couldn't make it in the independent realm, you know, but I went back to a major system because I felt that I just wanted to expand my island of industry and me re-entering the major realm, you know, with the new, the new information that I've learned, you know, with my past experiences just makes me so much more powerful and it makes, it makes, uh, the music far more believable because it, because the experience the experience and the experiences that I've been through you know they they somewhat authenticate what I'm talking about you know so this, the name of the album uh, it's not a mistake that the name of the album is Conquer that comes right after so much better you know what I'm saying <laughs> like yeah, that's okay. definitely so that's definitely those titles they 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 mark 
there are benchmarks, you know, for how uh, how I've been feeling. There are benchmarks for uh, the things that have been happening, you know what I'm saying? And um, I, I'm just really, really blessed and happy to just be at this point right now, you know. All right, most definitely. We got a caller that wants to uh, ask you a question. Uh, call. Uh, Kev, let's go ahead and get this call. Call you now live on the Middleman Talk Show uh, with Carl Thomas. You have a question for Carl? Caller 478. Hey, hi, uh, Carl. Hello. I just want to say that I am one of those hardcore uh, fans. <laughs> Um, I know astrology for a while, and I really enjoy your music. Um, but I do have a question, and um, that is, I know that you have family in, in North Mississippi. Do you ever visit Mississippi? You said, do I have family where? In North Mississippi. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, in Tipper County. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I visit as, well, as much as I possibly can. Uh, you know, my brother uh, that passed away has two daughters there. So, um, you know, I definitely try to get out to see them as much as I possibly can. I'm That's a, actually I, I, where I am right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Where Where are you calling from, sweetie? No, I'm in, I'm in Ripley right now. I'm calling. Oh, okay, Ripley. cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> my little, my, 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 my niece Celeste goes to school there. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I've met your family, and um, I think you have an uncle here also. It's a beautiful voice. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. absolutely. So, yes, and then my next question I think is what every female wants to know, and that's are you married? Uh, no, I'm not married. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not married, and, you know. Okay. Okay, uh, those were my two questions. I just want to let you know that, you know, we really enjoy your music. And, well, thank you, I'm sorry, say that again? I said be on the lookout for Conquer. It's a new album. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Absolutely. And tell all your girlfriends. Every, You know, I have a belief that every woman has multiples of other women. So, so whenever I tell a woman, break that one down. So whenever I tell a woman about my project, I always say, "Tell all of your friends." Yeah, and I'll be sure can, to do that. Can you do that for me? Thank you, baby. Without a doubt. All right. All right. Thanks. Nice talking to you. Now let's go ahead and get right into that. Let's get okay. into Conquer. Let us know. What can we expect? Do we have any collaborations coming up? Oh man, there 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 uh, are not that many collaborations. There will be a couple of hip hop collaborations. I can't tell you what they are. Um, right at the per- at the present time, but the first single is a record produced by a good friend of mine, Rico Love, and um, you know a lot of people don't even know this, but Rico is actually from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And wow, that's like right next door to Chicago, so we share a lot, of, a lot of things in common. But the, the first single is actually entitled "Don't Kiss Me," and uh, you know it's just uh, it's, it's what you call a modern day throwback. Okay, all right. Uh, okay. The album mm-hmm. itself consists of the usual suspects. My man Mike City 
first and foremost, absolutely. Um, Mario Winans. I had a chance to work with my man Black Elvis in Atlanta. Um, you know, um, just yo, Black this, Elvis. Uh, I, I, I think that, before I close too. the album, uh, I'm gonna get a chance to work with Jerry Wonder. Um, you know, just a lot of producers. You know that came together that made to you know to actually make this project. You know what I'm saying? Just the the, the cohesive thing that it is because it sounds like. It sounds like one producer, and it's just you know produced by different producers, you know, and that just has a that has to do with everybody being on one accord, willing to be willing to work with each other. And uh, you know, let's run back to Mike in a positive light. He my favorite <laughs> track of yours with Dave Hollister, "Can't Get Over You." That is my favorite song, hands down. What are y'all just going to do? Yeah, man, I love that record. Together. I love that record, you know, because I say, you know, if my hair ever gets dry and I need a little grease, I can just take it right off that song, man. Because, <laughs> hey, man, that song is Chicken Grease, Daddy. I'm saying. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know what grease. I mean? You but, got some Mississippi in you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> hey, man, you got to understand, man, sometimes you need that in your life, man. Yeah. Sometimes you absolutely need that in your life, you know. Uh, me and Dave, me and Dave keep talking. You know, we never had a chance to actually perform that record live on stage. Now, next time you talk to Dave, you can poke him in the back and say, yo, you know you and Carl you need to do that record. <laughs> I'm going to send him a text right now. I'm telling him to call in. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> you no, know, you know you and Carl need to do that record, man. <laughs> man, y'all, y'all need to do that. I was, I was like, I was hoping. I was like, man, please let them release this as a single. I was like, dang, this is because it, it, it threw me off a little bit because at the time, you know, this was after, you know, the transition of they uh, back into gospel. So uh-huh. you know, to hear him on that record, it was just like, and the record was so. Hey man, insane, if anybody go can back get and listen to it, like, I can get him to do it, it man. Yeah, yeah. If, if anybody can it, get it, him it, to do it. I, yeah, I can. I can definitely get him to do it. Well, that's definitely what's up, man. Now, do we have a definite release date for the album? Uh, we don't. We we. I had a, a a definite release date, which is not a definite release date anymore. Mm-hmm. But I am going. Hold on one second. Yeah, but I am going for ads on the 18th of this month with Don't Kiss Me. So be looking for that. I'm going for ads uh, AC first, and then three weeks after that, we're going for ads mainstream. Okay. Sounds great. Let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, You can get in touch with me through Facebook. You can get in touch with me through my website, Carl Thomas Live. You can get in touch with me. Uh, www.carlthomas.tv You can get in touch with me through um, the Carl Thomas fan page on Twitter uh, at Team Carl Thomas Uh, on Twitter you can get in touch with me through uh, my Carl Thomas page which is at Mr. Underscore Carl Underscore Thomas um, there's a couple of other pages that you can get in touch with me with, but I won't disclose those because those are private and for my friends. <laughs> got it. Now, see, we got we got one more question. Do you have a question for Carl? 
Okay. Uh, no, that was Alan. Alan, uh, Alan had Alan, a question. You well, well, I just wanted okay. to ask you just, you know, uh, a general question. You wanted question to ask part. me what type of barbecue sauce do I use on my chicken? Well, yeah. let me tell you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm just having fun. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I just, but I did. But I did just get off my grill, though. Oh, okay, okay. But, uh, you know, partially while I was talking to you guys, I was taking meat off my grill. Hold up, hold up. Now you got. Now I'm gonna have to get on the phone now. Hold up. You, yeah. you could? Oh, absolutely. Hold up now, brother. I know you ain't on the grill. Oh, no, man. You, you understand me? A man a man in his grill is like a man and his dog. Preach on, Partners brother. They know with me. A man and his dog wow. and his hunting rifle. Wow. They know me. They know me. I you can't tell you. Got you got to know. Now, come on, Kev. You got to realize, we all know. Like, Carl, this is something you might not know, but... Kevin, myself, and Al, we're all from Mississippi. There's a strong okay. connection between Mississippi and Chicago. We all know this. So well, you, you got to know. Let me see if you know your history. Let me see if you know your history. What's the, what is the connection and why? I-55, baby. What is the connection call? What is the connection call and why did it happen? And if you know that, we'll go even further, and then we'll go into when it happened. You talking about the migration and when everybody left the south? There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. Hey, I'm finna trip you out. I got people on the south side. I got people over in Gary. Yep. I got people It was the 30-year span of what they call the Great Migration. Yep. There you go. So Jeff, yeah, some people just looking for work, period. Oh, yes. <laughs> just looking for work. That's all it was. You see that well, connection? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that connection. So he knows I'm grill. happy to hear you a cooker, man. You should have known he know about the grill. If you come to Atlanta, you can come try some of my barbecue, brother. Hey, man, well, you know, I have a meat ministry. You understand me? I, okay. I travel the land. I spread the good news as well as I sing. I spread the good news of USDA choice cuts select chops of meat, Ooh. my brother. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's good to know, brother. I'm going to let y'all get back to y'all. Oh, man, by man, the man, way, by the man, way. We appreciate um, you, man. You also can check out my YouTube page. Um, if you also can check out my YouTube page, that is Carl Thomas Live. That's the name of my YouTube page. And uh, you go there, you know, I'm posting things daily. Uh, I post anything, you know what I mean? If I stub my toe on the side of the bed, I post my reaction for that, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? You go in there. Yeah, you just uh, personalize it a little bit more. I, I, I got a chance to actually go on there today. Um, I think it was one clip I saw with you and your uncles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now, see, he's always battling me right there, my Uncle James. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he... He's always battling me. Me me and his barbecue sauce, although we're loving relatives, our barbecue sauce are arch enemies. Well, damn. <laughs> no, his, barbecue, his barbecue sauce is called the mummy. And mine is okay. called the dragon. Uh-oh. 
Mm. You know so this man. is what I'm thinking. We can bottle this up. We can sell this. You know, this is no man. You don't understand, man. And, my and, uncle, my uncle, man, my uncle don't took it so far. He bottled the mummy up himself. And do you know what the mummy is? The mummy is he'll put the barbecue sauce. Dig this out. He'll put the barbecue sauce in any kind of container. And as long as it's wrapped up in white tape, you know it's the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all some cookers over there. Y'all some cookers over there. Yeah. Oh, right. As long as it's wrapped up in, in, in white tape, it's the mummy. Now, you know, now there you go. Your bottle has been mummified. There you go. There it is. Y'all gonna well, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a lot of right that we've never seen before. You're getting an exclusive <laughs> here on the Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. Hey, look, my Uncle James is gonna be really mad that I that 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 I let you know that I left the mummy out the bag, man. But hey, man, all's fair in love at barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> we're putting this on YouTube too. By the way, we're gonna put this all on fair in love at barbecue, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, fact, Saul, we definitely you know, appreciate post, you taking some I'm time out to talk to us. I'm going to post pictures on YouTube right some, uh, 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 some of my roasted chickens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Larry. Now, hey, thank y'all for having me today, man. We we'll appreciate you. it, man. Uh, on a personal note, on a personal note, as a vocalist, I just have to say you inspire, brother. And I want you to keep on doing it as long as you want to do it. Because as long as you want to do it, we're going to keep on supporting you. Man, thank you, my dude. I really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, I will definitely make sure I will definitely make sure that uh, that the individuals responsible for this interview make sure that you guys get an advanced copy of the album. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Big shout out to Charlie Braxton, too. Thank you. Oh, thank oh you yeah, so much, oh yeah. We appreciate yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, thank yeah, you for yeah, coming yeah, in yeah, with yeah, us yeah. tonight. Yeah. Big shout out, I forgot. Big shout out to Charlie Braxton and my man Big Crit. Please believe it. You understand me? The oh, next yes, big sir. thing. Hey yes, man, sir. you know what I'm saying? All right, man. Take it easy. All right, take care. All right, all right. The mummy. I want to taste that, man. I want to see if Carl can really cook. <laughs> I want to taste it. I know, right? He got me wanting to come we gonna have to man. Book, we're going to have to book him in Atlanta. Just yeah. so he can cook. Ain't going to be no audience. Good. Ain't going to be no microphones. It's going to be a grill. Yeah. <laughs> a grill in the sink. Uh, you're going to have me sitting on the side going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Nah, nah, For everybody yeah. listening, y'all don't know Kevin. He, he's like a pit bull when it comes to that to that grill. So he, he he got a little challenge there. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna have to show you know I'm gonna have to show him how we do it around here. But uh, man, I, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. Like you said, we seen a side of Carl, man, that that we didn't got get the opportunity to see on other interviews, man. So we know that this brother can cook. So I'm gonna send out the challenge. I should have challenged while he was on the phone. Hey, so, I, I put out the challenge on Twitter. I'm just saying. Do that, <laughs> man, once again, man, matter of fact, man, before we go off, man, uh, we had a guy that's been listening in to the whole show. I don't want to put him on the spot, uh, but my man Lou Ryder from 3535, man, he's been tuning in the whole show, 
um, you know what I'm saying, checking us out, man. Um, you don't, y'all, you guys don't mind if I bring him in and let him say a couple of things? Man, go right ahead. I'm a out. big fan. Okay, go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, Lou. Yeah, yeah, what's good, man? Can y'all hear what's me? What's going on, man? We appreciate you yes, for tuning in tonight, man. Oh, man, I enjoyed it, brother. Like, wow. Like, seriously, real talk, man, from Michael Ayers to Carl Thomas. I just enjoyed it, man. Like, real talk, dog. Yeah, man, we Appreciate definitely it. want to set up something with you, man. We're gonna reach out with reach out to you guys um in a few, you know, real soon. In a little bit, we're gonna reach out to you, man, see if we can set up something. We wanna bring you in, man, sit down and talk and get to know you a little bit better. Most definitely, absolutely, brother. You just let me know the date, the time, and I'll be there. Most definitely, All right, man. We'll definitely do it. Anything you got going on what you wanna let everybody know that's listening on the line right now? Well, right now, man, we got a lot of good things happening, man. You know, I don't know if everybody knew about it, but, you know, just a month ago, I was on 106 in Park for my third time, you know, uh, as a Wild Out Wednesday All-Star. Well, you know, first well. from, first, thank you, brother. First one from Mississippi to actually win the All-Star competition, man. So it, it's a big it's a big deal to me and my the whole, the whole Team Lou Ryder moving, man. And, uh, like, right now I'm just making provisions to move to Atlanta, so uh, I'm getting ready to start working with uh, Scooter Brun and Justin Bieber uh, and Usher with RBMG. Getting ready to get signed with uh, Scooter Brun. He's going to be my new manager. So we got a lot of stuff going on, man. Waiting on Usher to get off that OMG tour so I can finalize my paperwork right now, David. Well, I got one oh, question right. for you. I got one yeah. question for you. Can you cook? Nah, I can cook now. Believe it or not, I can't barbecue like that now. I ain't, oh, okay. I ain't like you with Carl there, but I can cook now. I can throw down now. I can fry chicken some steak. So I love breakfast. That's my forte, breakfast. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll leave you in the safe zone right there. We out here in the A now. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I'll be in the A next week, brother. Man, give, hey, we going to link, man. You'll see what it is. And right. bones falling off, boy. Y'all think a skeleton <laughs> on the ground? Ladies and gentlemen, right. you just tuned into the middleman cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, look, man, we're gonna be reaching out to you, man. We appreciate you for even just tuning in and checking out the whole show, man. Ah, uh, no problem, dog. I love rocking with y'all, man. We got to do it again. Most definitely, man. Yes, Thank sir. you very much. All right. Ooh, man, this is a crazy night. Yeah, it's a good night, man. It's a good night. You to mess around and get me with some challenge. Right. And see, the, and see, the thing I liked about, you know, uh, the interviews that we had today, we got to learn people on, like, their personal side, like, the true essence of who they really are. Because, like you said, Kev, like, on other interviews, you know, you know, callers and listeners, you know, people who go back and listen to the show, they really make it to hear that. Most yeah, man, y'all, see, y'all see, I got a lot of craziness going over here behind the boards today, man. I do apologize. I'm fussing at you the know, uh, I know we, y'all we, heard we, it gonna, I'm sorry. We're going to move our intern up to the uh, forefront on the boards. Kevin needs a week off. Uh, I told y'all a little earlier that he has a little Hennessy uh, in his bowl. I figured out it wasn't potato soup. It was, uh, it was Hennessy black. So, um... <laughs> Next week our intern will be on the board and uh Kev will be in rehab. Oh, dang, man. You know that you know that's like so foul, dude. It's like that is so wrong. You know what? So I ain't I ain't mad at you. That's why New Orleans getting the brakes beat off on right now. 
sure will. Sure will. <laughs> Who that? Who that? Hey, man. It ain't over. So Where the
get my practice on. I can't let y'all just come in and, and wreck shop. You know, this challenge was issued on Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton, so there's no way Nick Eaton's not going to get in on this challenge. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, well, get all quiet on me now, because you're going to come and get the practice. All I can say is, man, look, man, look here. Look, cooking vainas on George Foreman don't make you know how to cook reels, player. Oh, okay. You talking that smack? I mean, yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, dude, chicken feet boiled in water don't mean that you can cook. Chicken feet? You know what? I don't have to take this. I mean, I'm going dude, home. Dude, come on, man. You talking to the man? The man right here. Matter of fact, I got a witness. I'm like LeBron James. Witness, baby. Hey, I'll go ahead and tell him what it is. That, that's not who you need to say you like, man. I'm just saying. I don't care. I'm just saying. I got witness. Hey, what's it like, man? Oh, oh, yeah, got some good chicks, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I can't even hate. No, Kev, Kev do make some good chicks. I can't even hate. You ain't had the barbecue, did you? I never got the yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I had the lemon pepper. Okay, I had, we're gonna I had have the lemon pepper. We had to call DJ break them off. That's my hot wings, man. That's that's hot wings, man. Like we got to call DJ break them off. I had that boy about to crack. He going to slap himself. You know, I'm not. I'm not even thinking about. I, I'm not thinking about you, man. I'm not thinking about you. I'm telling you right now. When I step to the grill, when I step to the grill. Yeah, you know what you're gonna hear. <laughs> that's all you're gonna hear, Playboy. Damn. I don't have to take this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't have to take this. Uh, uh, it's going I'm down. Going Make sure you, you know what? Make sure y'all tune in. Goodbye. Just um, yes, goodbye. Good night. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.